0: Hey everybody! Welcome to another episode of Conversations. Today's episode is with Christy Sullivan, and she is a human design expert. Guys, I had no idea what the heck it was, and now I want to know everything about it. I cannot wait for you to hear this. It's so interesting, and I said. That it was so interesting about a million times in the podcast. So instead of editing it out, uh, that's just the real me. And when I say it, I mean it. I found it fascinating. So anyway, if you're new here, welcome. If you are returning, welcome back. And thank you so much for listening. I love having this platform to talk to all these people, it's just been such a blessing in my life. And I find out in this episode, some fascinating things about the road that I'm on right now. Anyway, uh, if you'd like to follow me, I am on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook under the Conversations podcast. And um, if you have any input or anything you'd like to be on the show, you can send me an email, conversations at gmail.com, and leave me a review if you have a minute. I'd appreciate it. Just some stars if you're on Spotify or if you're on Apple, you can actually leave a review. I would love to just have see all your support, it would mean the world. Okay, guys, here we go. Three, two, one. Yeah. Hello. Hi there. Hi, how are you? I'm good. All right, so welcome to another episode of Don Versations. And today we are talking to Christy. She's an author, and she is also um, into human design, and I don't know what that is, so we are going to find out today. Um, Christy, welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Don, for having me.
0: You bet. So where do you live at? What state are you in?
1: I'm in the Northeast in Connecticut. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah, born and raised here, and so far uh, living here uh, for now. <laughs>
0: Well, bucket list for me is to go drive and look at all the leaves change at some point in time in the Northeast. I just think that would be so beautiful.
1: Yep. Definitely. The fall is a beautiful season.
0: Yeah. So tell me what got you into human design to begin with. And then I want to really delve in into what it is.
1: Sure. So about five, six years ago, I have a friend who had a coaching group and we learned about human design. Um, She really piqued my interest in um, just teaching us that what we may be programmed or conditioned to do, especially if we're building businesses or striving in our career, what we're trying to accomplish or create for our success we may be doing it um, in a way that we're um, not built to do, for example, or um, maybe I could say rather we're designed to do it in a unique way. And if we start to try to follow a formula that everyone else follows, um, we may not have uh, the success as easily. And what I noticed is at the time I was trying to build a network marketing business. And I really felt like, wow, why isn't the formula working for me? So I came across human design or it found me at a certain time. It really piqued my interest and it really started to make sense. And about two years ago, I started actually teaching and giving readings because I just wanted to share this knowledge that I had with others.
0: That's awesome. So when was it founded? When was did it start?
1: Good question. So we call it the human design system because it blends together some ancient wisdom of astrology, Kabbalah, I Ching, and um, the chakra system. So those are very old ancient systems, but the creation of human design or the teachings really came about in the 80s. So it's not that long ago. And that's why a lot of people are either like, I've never heard of it or you've heard of it and just don't know much about it. Um, So that's why I love teaching it and sharing it.
0: Yeah, what is I Ching?
1: I Ching is the Chinese sort of system, Kabbalah, the Judaic, and then we have the chakra um, is from India, and then astrology obviously is sort of the cosmic. And then it also blends together quantum physics. So these different um, cultural sort of um, philosophies.
0: I love all of that stuff. I cannot believe that I have not known about this. Is Feng Shui in there too then? Or no, is it totally separate?
1: It isn't. Maybe a little bit of numerology. Um, okay. But, you know, Feng Shui definitely, I think, would come into play when you're looking at sort of your environment. Like, how is your environment designed? Does it complement your human design? So the the system is not exclusive. I see it as a tool that can complement other things that your personal growth or, uh, for your, you know, spiritual development.
0: We had some technical problems, but we got reconnected. So I had been asking about astrology. Is that the main thing with human design is astrology?
1: That's a good question. It's not technically the main thing, but it is based on your birth date, your human design. So the date of your birth date, including your time, is an important factor to helping to map your human design. But for example, I'm a Libra, and Libra is what's um, important in your human design uh, elements. Because as we know, um, even when you look at the 12 zodiac signs, everyone is de- personality wise, if you have the same sign. So human design is actually your unique energetic blueprint based on your specific date of birth. And with that, there are over 3 billion combinations. So it's much different than astrology. Hmm, That's really interesting. Well, and they say that
0: everybody has every sign in their zodiac. It's just most people pay attention to their sun sign or their moon or rising, but we all actually have all the signs in our
1: astrology charts that's what that's I think. that's true probably and also in human design um, even though some people have aspects of the design that are more dominant than the others we also could say we have access to all of the types of characteristics and um, personalities that that play into our human design but it depends on definitely who you're around as well as Transits happening in the planets. So it's a little bit like astrology in that way. So it's changing all the time. The human design does not change. Yours is how you're encoded, but based on, I would say, the time of a season or a day or who you're around, your environment, it can definitely influence, um, especially parts of your design that are open, we would call open centers or open energy where you're taking in the, um, energy from around you. But what might happen is you might think that's who I am, but really you're just being conditioned or influenced by outside energy.
0: Okay. So is when you are doing a reading or however you word it, I don't know what your verbiage is, but um, for someone, is it how they're getting in their own way or is it um, all the positives
1: about where their placements are? So in human design, we say there is nothing wrong that has to be fixed or no good or bad. It's just the mechanics of how your energy operates so that you can show up more of who you are and don't have to try to be what you're not. And also um, so that you can honor and make choices based on the design that you are. It really helped me um, know myself at a deeper level Honor more of who I am and also honor that others are also uniquely built and may not be the same as me. So that really was a a big teaching moment too for me.
0: Oh, sure. So you're learning to get connected with your most authentic self.
1: Yeah, because it is based on your birth date and how you were sort of, so to speak, born. Um, And then we have conditioning and programming that we've adopted through our life, life experiences, trauma, even from ancestral lineage. And when you start to recognize, wow, that's conditioning, and it may not actually be serving how my energy needs to operate, then you can start to really understand yourself, yeah, at a deeper level. Gosh, that's fascinating.
0: I think it's cool too, though, that it's all um, based on methods that are old, you know, from a long time ago, people seem to be turning, it seems the more people I talk to, that people are turning towards that, you know, knowing um, if your solar plexus is not, you know, lined up the way it's supposed to be or your chakras and everything. It's, It's interesting to me that people are trying to bring all that back.
1: Well, the picture I'm getting is in my mind is that that was our earliest technology, right? We have all of this like um, automated technology, machine technology, computer technology, but that was what they used back long ago for predicting things like the weather or not even predicting, but just understanding sort of and patterns and um, even cycles in the, the women's cycle, right? According to right. the moon. So that was like our earliest technology. And, and I think there's a lot of wisdom in it that still exists because we still have the earth. We still have the planets. We still have this sure. um, now quantum physics that is coming to light, showing us that energy is really important. And I think that's why we're going back to these technologies.
0: Yeah, that would make sense. Now you said you really got into it two years ago.
1: So, about two years ago, I had a career shift and I left a longtime marketing career and knew that I wanted to get more into health, wellness, personal development. And I used my human design to sort of help me uh, navigate what direction I was going to be taking. And what happened was I got a book opportunity to write a chapter in a collaborative. I got a speaking opportunity to talk about human design and just started to follow those kind of things according to my design because, um, and we can get into this in a little bit, but I'm a generator and responding to opportunities that light me up really are good for my design. So I started to respond to things like that. And next thing I knew, I was charging people for readings and had this business. So it kind of evolved. Oh, my gosh. What a cool job.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the timing, I'm thinking COVID. Is that did you stop your job because of COVID? Or this was just that was just an iron ironic thing?
1: It was totally a synchronicity okay. that I learned about that before um, the formal shutdown. And then literally because we were, you know, in a shutdown, I really built a business over Zoom globally and connected to so many people during the last two years that It's really been amazing. And I got a chance to also produce my own book with 25 other human design practitioners. And I didn't know them. I met them through social media and through Zoom. So it was really quite a journey the last few years.
0: Gosh, that's so amazing. You know, it just, it makes me wonder, like, had would all of that stuff taken place without COVID? I think there was a lot of people who did a ton of soul searching and stuff when they were forced to be with themselves, you know, yes. at home. And you're, you know, if you weren't binge watching uh, Tiger King- <laughs> Then it's like you were in your head, spending time in the kitchen, trying to figure out, you know, do I want to go back to that job? Do I want to do something else? What happens if I can never do my job again? What if they close down? You know, it was forcing people to go through life changes. Maybe they weren't ready.
1: Exactly. And two of the books actually was part of that. Um, I contributed to one was called The Great Pause, uh, Blessings and Wisdom from COVID-19, and The Second Transformation 2020. And they were really authors coming together to share that story of like what happened during that year, things for them. Because I think some of us got an opportunity to slow down and to really reevaluate what do I, or sometimes out of the need, what did we have to shift in order to, um, continue, you know, in our life journey, moving forward, evolving through pandemic, a global, you know, pandemic. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, an
0: awakening for everybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew we needed it. And it, of course not the the deaths and the sickness. That's um, the bad part of all of that, but it was just I don't know, so many changes that took place. And some of them were for the better. You know, you have to try and find some
1: type of bright light when things like that happen, you know, some positives. Yeah. And I definitely think, um, you know, for those of us, like you said, awakening, when we look at, okay, what is our mindset? How do we process what's going on? Because Um, You know, with the label good and bad, that's always happening. That's never going to not be part of our journey that things happen that were unexpected that may be sad or cause suffering. But it's how do we move through that process. So that's something definitely I learned in the last couple years. And I think the human design tool helps me with that process. Gosh, it really is fascinating. Now that you're telling
0: me about it, I'm really going to delve into it more and try and learn more about it. But so I did give you my birth date and time and all that. What, yeah. What's the starting point? What do you do with that information?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to do a little mini reading with you. But to what I do working with somebody is use that information and can find in Google um, places online that you can also put that info, info in and get your uh, design, your chart, what we call a body chart body graph chart, which shows the chakra system and different shapes and colors and symbols. And so that's why I always recommend a reading because somebody like me can walk you through you know, these elements. And where we usually start is the type. Because like the Zodiac, um, there are categories that we start with, but that's really just the first layer. There are five type designs and you are the type called the manifesting creator. And about 70% of the population are either manifesting generators or generators. This is a very similar, these two are similar categories because what it means is that we are built in our energy system to be doing things and working and producing. And um, we're like the Energizer Buddy. When we're rested and healthy, we have... Ample energy, workforce, life force energy to be going through the day. So, thirty percent of the population are in the categories of manifester, projector, or reflector. And the difference between the thirty percent versus the seventy percent of generators is that generators have uh, sustainable workforce, life force energy, sort of to be doing this productive work uh, throughout the day. The thirty percent that don't have this sustainable energy just need downtime throughout the day. So that's one of the major things that we start off with in your chart is looking at, you know, are you a projector, for example, acting like a generator and needs a a lot more downtime? Otherwise, they'll face burnout or overwhelm or, um, you know, potential just health issues from really overworking. Wow, that is fascinating. Yeah. and, And there's so many pieces but that's one of the places we start off with in the reading so you're the manifesting generator let me go into that a little bit more the manifesting generator likes to typically move pretty quick they may skip steps and (laughs) they they also like to be doing multiple projects at once so if you're a pretty busy person that's okay that's who you are
0: Yeah, no. And that is like, I do that to myself, but I'm not like one of those people. that's go, go, go on the go. Like I'm fine with downtime, but I definitely put too many projects on myself and I don't know why I do it. I question it every time.
1: (laughs) Well, and to that point, I think we all need a little bit of downtime or a lot um, in our day because we can be overworking, overstimulated in just keeping up with, you know, all this information and building businesses and, and doing so much throughout the day to juggle things, but um, it's pretty natural for you if you do move quickly. And uh, manifesting generators also have what we call a defined throat center, which means that you're um, really here to, you know, speak and share. And that's why I think you have this podcast for one reason. That's so crazy. Yeah, and and it's it's really. You know, different people um, who are manifesting generators may not show up the same. They don't all need to have a podcast, for example, but it just gives you sort of some validation for some of the things that probably are showing up in your life and what you're naturally drawn to. That
0: is fascinating. I that's so crazy that they would get it pinned down like that. I was a hairstylist before. So I was used to communicating all the time. And I was very quick at my job. But it was just because I loved the continual conversations that I was having with everybody that sat in my chair. So it was just like, in and out, in and out, new person, new personality, just
1: talk, 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 talk,
0: talk all day. So when I had to retire, it just seemed like a natural fit to start a
1: podcast. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's, in line with your design. Um, That's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so many, it's so many, um, really interesting elements and nuances that again, can validate or confirm who you are. And for some people I've heard them say, you know, it's really liberating because if you're not a generator type and you're not meant to work maybe nine to five, they get a sigh of relief. Like, okay, good. It, 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 it means that my choice of like having a flexible day or a part-time job or doing something that's more in line with, you know, maybe an entrepreneurial type of business that it, it validates people who, um, what they're according to their design and who they are.
0: Yeah. So do you get, have you ever gotten someone that has been in denial about the information that you <laughs> told them? That's an interesting question. And (laughs) what
1: I would say is, human design finds you when you're ready. I think this really comes across people's radar, so to speak, when they have been doing some inner work, some evolution and personal growth. And they already know a little bit of who they are, but this helps confirm for them. So I don't really get anyone who has been in denial. Um, What this actually does show is if you feel like, hmm, that doesn't sound like me, typically that points to there's some conditioning, something that you've experienced in life or some messaging, and you're adopting that more than your natural way. And that's where people can find they're getting stuck or overwhelmed because when you're trying to follow either a program or conditioning that isn't serving you, then you're not going to feel like life is in alignment or you're in the flow.
0: Okay. So, um, I'm not trying to get like a free reading here, but I'm just curious. So if, if you are in the flow or you've, you, everything you're doing, what you're, um, aligned to do, wh- is there room for improvement? Or are you just like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I don't, need, I don't need to do anything else. I mean, you've validated what I'm doing right now, but it's not my career. You know, I'm just doing it for fun. But where do you go from here
1: if you're aligned? So that's an inter- interesting question. First time I'm getting this question. And I would say, you know, life is a journey. So you may be doing what you love right now, which is great. And at some point you might say, I'm ready to do something else, especially I'd say the manifesting generator. There may be something that comes along that you're like, oh, shiny object. I want to learn more about that and do that. That's okay. It doesn't mean that that you're not doing the right thing now. It just means that at some point there may be a shift that you need to take. Your soul has a purpose. And I think of the soul purpose as sort of the road that you're on the journey And human design is the car that you're driving on that journey. So it's, again, a tool so that you can navigate the choices that you decide that you want to make or um, the things that you want to do. So it's not meant to say like, okay, you have a defined throat. Podcasting is what you should be doing. Do that for the rest of your life. And I hope that answered your question. Yeah, I
0: know. So at some point, your car lease wears out and you have to pick up another vehicle and try something else
1: you always have the same car. It's just, which road are you taking or which direction maybe you're shifting to? Um, yeah. And the car is really the human design because if you're, for example, that small car battery, you need to plug in that car along the way so that you can, uh, not run out of, you know, gas or, or, uh, electric electricity. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. And so you, um, co-wrote in one book and it would, are you an author of your own book is basically what I was going to ask.
1: So I love the collaborative type of books where you are uh, one of a couple of authors um, or many authors uh, contributing. I am now in five collaborative books and one additional one that I produced that I was the lead author. I brought the authors together. Um, so if you look me up on Amazon, you'll see um, Stop Overworking and start overflowing as the book that I produced. And then I have five others. Um, The last one just came out this week.
0: (laughs) You are busy.
1: It's been over the last few years. And the beautiful thing is when you do collaborative books, you write a chapter and there is a publisher who kind of helps everything happen behind the scenes. So it's been really a great experience and not a lot of work, thankfully. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. That's awesome, though. So do you feel like you're completely in alignment with what you were meant to be doing? Definitely where I am right now, for sure. And uh, as I evolve, one of the things I do is just um, as a generator myself, kind of look at what are the opportunities that come to me, what feels right. I use um, in human design, we have a great, uh, something called the authority. That's a great decision-making tool within us that we can use to pick and choose what's right. But really, if you're not a human design Uh, student, I would just say, notice what feels good in your life. Notice what you say yes to. You can say no to things that don't feel good. And um, that helps you stay in alignment with who you are. So being very intuitive, listening to your gut. Listening more to the body and not to the thinking head definitely is, is, um, one of the advice that I would leave people with today because the head holds information in human design. It's the body that has that inner wisdom.
0: So interesting. Seriously. I had no idea. I cannot wait to learn more about this because this has just opened a door. Very interesting. I
1: I'm envious of your job.
0: (laughs) So where can people find you?
1: I'm happy to always dive deeper with you too. And if people want to get in touch with me, they can reach me through my website, which is christyhsullivan.com. Christy is K-R-I-S-T-I. Or they can find me on Facebook. I have a group called Christy's Human Design and Self-Care Community. I'm also on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Uh, Yeah, that's where I am right now.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. I definitely want to stay in touch. I will follow some of your groups because I want to learn more about this. And thanks for doing my little mini read. I appreciate that because
1: it really did help me to understand uh, that I'm on the right path right now. That makes me feel really good. Good. It's my pleasure. And yeah, I love talking about this. So hopefully we can chat again about it one day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That would be a blast. I would love it. So um
0: yeah, we'll definitely talk soon. Thank you so much, Christy, for being on my show. All right. Thank you, Don. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.